how can you help as a creative person to uh, play the role uh, to make this world less anxious and safe? everyone thanks for tuning into notes of design to help support our mission spread knowledge we have a very special guest on today's episode let's welcome june miniyama smithson a london based artist on a mission to inject optimism into the world she is also a special lecturer at ul and a judge at d and ad she has also been a speaker at various keynote occasions and her bold joyful work has been also featured internationally on itv creative boom semp and cow paradise nisco In this episode June had shared great insights on designing for delight and what is the process of crafting this pattern that helps induce delight in our end users. We also spoke on what are the different ways in which we can design for optimism and build great empathy with our end users. As a designer we have to think about people and their mental well-being. In situations like pandemic how could designers could prioritize their users mental well-being into their design process and craft some delightful experiences. In the end we spoke about how do we collect and combine all the different stories of your emotions and convert them into beautifully crafted learning narratives hope you guys enjoyed this episode and on every friday we release new episodes with different creative leaders from around the world to help you better understand different concepts related to design so don't forget to tune in into notes of design every friday with that being said happy designing everyone Hi June, welcome to Notes of Design. It's pleasure hosting you today on our show. Hey Tej, thank you for having me. So June, how was your day going? Um, my day it's still early here in London, um, but yeah, it's going great. Really, really busy. I've got lots of exciting projects going on, and it's like oh, I've got so many people to date with. And I've, I want to date with everyone, and I just haven't got enough time. Thank you, June. So, if you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Sure. Um, I am a graphic designer and artist known as Mummy Moo, and I am on the mission to inject optimism into the world with bold and joyful colors and shapes. And my work. range from tv ident art installation prints and even laptop um tote bags i'm also passionate about um helping young creative creatives um i am a special special lecturer at london college of communication a mentor at ladies wine and design and the dot um i just finished um judging dnad awards and now moving on to color and design awards which of course the subject i'm really passionate about thank you june so what was your journey into design and art how did you start and what are your tips to the beginners on how to start sure great question um because i did not get into design straight away i graduated a degree in english language in tokyo and yeah i i studied um japanetics and li- linguistics uh, lots of noam chomsky stuff actually and um got a job in airline but i got bored quickly 
decided to study um, at um, evening school um, to, to become a web designer. Yeah, is, that was a really intensive course, three days a week for six months. But I, I was young and I had time and energy. <laughs> then so I've done that and um, people to, to, uh, to become a web designer worked as a web designer for a while in Tokyo. But then I increasingly felt that web design is just a small part of um, graphic design and um, wanted to study graphic design in general to widen my horizons. And that's when I came to London to study at London College of Communication. Um, yeah, my advice and tips for um, people who are starting out is you can always pivot. Um, you don't have to start straight away. You know, if your degree and your passion didn't align, just start over or start, like me, start from, um, from an evening course or a side hustle and um, you know, gradually move yourself into more of the things you want. Thank you, June. So let's start our episode today on designing for delight. So how to design for delight and what is the process of crafting these patterns? Hard task. <laughs> but I'll say, you yeah, move away from the computer to start with. Look around because inspiration is everywhere. You know, if you have that mind if you activate that part of brain and go out thinking that inspiration is everywhere you will find inspiration everywhere just go out and find inspiration and delight good output is only possible by good input so uh, yeah just explorer really explorer then come home <laughs> Sketch up. Um, it doesn't matter how scribbly they are. You know, my my initial sketch it, sketch can be just worse. When I start to create something, the first few attempts are usually rubbish, really rubbish. <laughs> but that's just accept that that's part of the process and um, just keep sharpening up and um, then you will get something good out of it. Just keep going. What are the different ways in which we can design for optimism and build great empathy with the end users? That's another great question. Your, your, um, your listeners have got some great questions. It just makes, me, makes my brain work harder. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, just think about what what colors or motion or shapes would delight someone. You know, I worked with um, neuroscientist Tara Swart recently on the um, ITV Ident, and we explored what is the form of um, delight or optimism. How can we visualize optimism? And uh, we came up with a series of um, animation uh, using um, extended reality technology. I, and I asked her lots of questions 
in order to um, to find out the best way to induce happy hormones in our brain, you know, with certain movement and colors sequence. Yeah, sequence is important as well. Yeah, um, do lots of research and uh, put your uh, filter on it as well. So as a designer, we have to think about people and their mental well-being. What is your take on how could designers prioritize their users' mental well-being in the process that they are crafting for? So I think this is similar to what I just said, but yeah, think about what would um, delight your audience. Or maybe it's not even our strongest delight. Um, in the co- post-COVID uh, world, people talk about this um anxiety of um, opening up and uh, meeting people again. So caring is another big subject right now. You know, how do we express caringness or togetherness? How can you help as a creative person to uh, play the role uh, to make this world less anxious, safe, and uh, a more warm, lovely place. So there are lots to think about. Um, but yeah, I think your own interpretation would really help the world to be in a better place. That's wonderful, June. Thank you so much. So how could we collect different stories of emotions from our end users and then make them into a meaningful learnings for ourselves so that we can design user-centric products with an emotional touch? So I think um, once you do your research and uh, yeah, collect those stories of emotions, you know, as a creative person, I think the right thing to do is interpret in your own way, put your filter on it, and in that way, you'd add value. And I think that value is the meaningful learnings. Yeah, just to, I guess, just be a normal, lovely human being and um, design from your heart. What's your take on pursuing your journey, starting with a freelance or going out to a studio? What are your takes on that for young creatives? So although I am a freelancer and um, artist now, I really, really recommend um, cutting your teeth in agency world. If possible, you can learn so much quicker from multiple people daily you know I really really hope that um, we will open up and uh, work in the um, office environment soon because um, yeah I I had two clients meeting yesterday face-to-face for the first time in a year and I just forgot how much you can get out with face-to-face meetings and uh, how much you can pick up like little nuance you know someone's expression and you can be so much more spontaneous and creativity is such a collaborative activity and um, young people can really really benefit from that it's tempting to go 
freelance straight away and uh, niche down, um, especially if you know your strengths and weaknesses and what you want to do already. But still, I think it's a good idea to, uh, to train and learn from other people, you know, that you might not agree with their way their way might be old it doesn't matter that's another learning you know to um to come up with someone some something better um but i really really hope that young people can get get into um office environments now thank you so much jun for all these wonderful insights so could you please share with us how does your typical day look like or any interesting stories sure my my day varies um like massively every day but um i would to uh, collect <laughs> collect my days and uh, um divide into kind of average days i've got studio 15 minutes um cycling away so i go there and uh, work on client project self-initiated project commission and podcast recording like this <laughs> um then um if i'm on my own in the studio i sometimes meditate even only for five minutes just to keep my calm and uh, get my inspiration flowing then uh, in the afternoon I'll pick up my son from the school, um, spend some time with him, with my husband, then um, dinner and um, quite often work in the evenings as well. But yeah, sometimes I, if I'm not busy, I switch off. But I am a bit of an workaholic as <laughs> well. Um, it, it's it's a good thing that I have a family that stops me working <laughs> all the time. Thank you, Jun. So we'll conclude the show by you recommending three favorite books of yours and also people who inspire you the most in this space. Yeah, um, it was so difficult to choose just three books. But um, first book is The Source by uh, Dr. Tara Swart, who uh, I collaborated recently. Um, she's a neuroscientist, but um, she's quite a um, progressive scientist. And uh, she explains the idea of, say, um, law of attraction in a neuroscientific way and more spiritual way. You know, I, I'm not, I don't consider myself religious nor spiritual at all, but her book is really inspiring. And there are lots of tips to be um, how to creative and uh, how um, your brain works. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's really inspiring because she talks about um, neuroplasticity, which is the brain's uh, incredible ability to um, to expand and grow. So um, you know, some people say your your brain or ability um, stops or you, it's fixed at the age of three, five, or seven, but that is not the case at all um yeah you can you can grow you can you can be more creative you can be more optimistic and uh, you can get better as long as 
you know, you try and um, train your brain. So that was really eye-opening. My, my second book is The Art of Creativity by Susie Pearl. She talks about, um, in this book, powerful habit of um, creative people. And, you know, um, often you hear like habit of cre- um, successful people they're often really unrealistic, like go, go into the uh, really cold pool, five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Something like it just makes me laugh. Um, and um, it's not something I can do. I, I can't do yoga six o'clock in the morning uh, for an hour or whatever. I, I just can't do that. That doesn't fit into my family life. Um, I'm not a morning person anyway. <laughs> but yeah, this book talks about more practical habit you can stick to. So uh, for example, overcoming your fear and block, journaling, meditating, um, yeah, mind mapping, self-care, be maverick and also talks about future gazing and um yeah i really love her book and um, her podcast as well um because she talks about meditation as well and um she collaborated with david lynch foundation uh through david lynch foundation he uh really advocates the benefit of meditation to be more creative um so meditation is, I think we all know now, meditation is not just for yogi. Um, it's great for everyone. Um, and it's not just for keeping calm. Um, I meditate for my creativity. You know, um, Beatles <laughs> meditated with Maharishi. Um to get more creative. So I am into meditation for that purpose, really. And um, yeah, I mean, it, just all, all, overall emotional well-being. My third book is The Book of Tea by a Japanese author called Kakuzo Okakura. But this is actually written in, in English in 1904 four or nine or really really long time ago but um tea ceremony is actually not about tea at all it's it's an art of hospitality and um the books talks about how to um how you appreciate art in tea ceremony for example and that is part of um Part of um, showing host, show, host showing their um, hospitality. So it's about how how you can delight your audience. And uh, although it's it's a really old book, um, I can find inspiration and it really resonates with what I'm trying to do with my mission to inject optimism into the world. So uh, yeah. It's available in English and Japanese, so uh, definitely recommend it. Um, so three people, again, Lei Kawakubo of 
come the gas on. <laughs> she she um she emerged in the eighties. She's still going. She she is in her eighties. Um, yeah, emerged in the nineteen eighties, but she, it, it, she is now eighty something and uh, still going. She's still oozing with creativity and still a rebel. You know, I really want to be like her when I'm eighty. So she's massive, massive inspiration. Um, another person who inspires me is Danny Molyneux. Um, she's a design practitioner in Manchester. Um, she is a fantastic designer. She's got um, her own practice called Dotto, but she, um, that's, through that, she does a lot of um, client work, um, mainly for art and creative sector. But she also, she always seems to be creating something. <laughs> Such energetic, lovely person. And um, in the spirit of uh, keeping enemy closer, I asked her to be my co-mentor because she always makes me feel like, oh, I have to up my game. She, Danny's just doing something exciting again. So um, yeah, she really inspires me, my commenter. Last person who inspires me is my husband, David. Um, he has his own uh, creative agency called Brood, uh, B-R-U-D, creative.com. Um, I am really lucky to have him um, as a daily inspiration and sounding board, you know, um, and we we sometimes have a moment, <laughs> but <laughs> generally um, we, yeah, I think we inspire each other. Well, he inspires me more. Um, he just always seemed to have um, have creative ideas and just ahead of the game he always have new way of doing something um, something that's considered as known yeah I'm so lucky to have him uh, and talk to him every day thank you so much June for all these wonderful recommendations and great insights we are looking forward to host you again in our upcoming episodes thanks for your time thank you Taj Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.